Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily Zero Investing Podcast. Hope you had a great day today. Uh, hope you had a great week this week and have, have a big weekend planned. Uh, I know we don't. Uh, some things around the house to do. Uh, some research to do. We've got a, a couple of big projects coming up that we're working on, one of them being Russia. And we've got to get ready for these stocks to start trading again because we're talking about generational opportunities here. Uh, I want to get into that just a little bit. Uh, Larry Fink was out with some co- the guy that runs uh, BlackRock. $10 trillion they manage. Biggest stuff fund out there in the world. Talking about the, the globalization. End of, the end of globalization is now here. Uh, citing, uh, citing Russia and Ukraine is the reason. Of course, that's not the reason. But he's not wrong about globalization. What he's really saying about globalization ending is that the dollar the dollar may be losing its place in the world as the world's reserve currency. That's what Larry Fink is really saying. That's really bullish, by the way, for precious metals. My, all inflationary assets, it just is. Uh, everything priced in dollars, which is pretty much every commodity. Uh, let's talk about the market. Uh, also, the, <laughs> the markets are now pricing in nine rate hikes. By the end, a 60% chance that by the end of this year, there will be nine rate hikes by the Fed. And of course, uh, if that happens, it's because inflation is completely out of control. Because it's certainly not because the economy is out of control of the upside. That's not it. Housing sales are down for the fourth month. The housing, you know, the housing market, of course, is still really strong. But that's what they're trying to do. They've got to slow down uh, the, the, the growth. And in, in the uh, look, inflation, Tyler been covered this week. We've talked about it this week. There's nothing wrong with inflation. If you're, if you're an investor, you've got money. Now, if you're poor, right, and if, if you're not an investor, inflation is your biggest enemy. But if you've got money, you like inflation. But it can't be, it can't be like 70s inflation, right? So uh, they're talking up a big game. They're letting rates skyrocket. Of course, the Fed controls the short end. So you know, today, the 10-year popped to 2.49%. I, I did not think this would happen. But I also didn't think they'd battle inflation this hard, and now they're doing it. They're they're just they're they realize that if they don't, then they've got a spiral on their hands. We're seeing a, a potential wage wage hike spiral happen anyway, and of course, the uh, food prices out of control. Pretty much everything out of control. Uh, real estate prices, home prices, etc. And uh, you know, now yesterday Biden's talking about yeah, there're going to be food shortages. So if Biden says it's going to happen, you know we're in trouble. And they're trying to get in front of all this to slow down the growth, uh, the uh, the growth rate of inflation. But again, nine rate hikes by the end of this year. I, I'll believe it when I see it. But what's interesting about that? Now I'll, I'll move to the markets after this. Is that the old wives' tell, and it really is an old wives' the old the old Wall Street wives' tell, is that higher rates are bearish for precious metals and miners. And we're you know we love this group here. Okay. I've, I've called this the beginning of what I believe will be the biggest bull market in the history of this group. I have a little bit of experience in this group. I've been involved in, in the two biggest ones we've had, and um, really the three, frankly, if you want to go back to when I was a kid when my dad my dad was investing in gold. So you know, I've got a kind of a long-term love affair with this group, and I've got a decent feel for this group. And the old wives' tale is that right, a high rate, high, excuse me, increasing interest rates, are bearish for precious metals and miners. You've heard people say it, and the theory is that, uh, well, gold doesn't pay dividends, so when rates go up, people want to own something that pays dividends and pays interest, you know, CDs, bonds, whatever. And uh, we're just not seeing it. It's not the case. Once again today, 
You know, not a big move higher, but GDX, uh, uh, the gold miner ETF, reversed all of its losses at the open. That's been a pattern as well. It's become a repeating pattern now. These are the things you start to look for to get a feel for kind of the vibe of a sector and how it's trading. And it tells you a whole lot about what the underlying uh, 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 move is going to be for an extended period of time. And that's what we're seeing. You know, GDX went up continuously positive in the day. Uh, again, with rates with rates go, going up like this, I'm telling you, this this feels eerily like, eerily like 2003, 2004 to me right now. And uh, that's when rates started jumping. That's when the Fed raised rates 17 straight times in 2004, 2006. And precious metals and miners went on a, just a serious tear, okay? Uh, the bull market went, it went up extending all the way to 2011 as gold went from uh, $300 an ounce to, uh, uh, what was the... $300 an ounce to nine seventy. Uh, excuse me. You know what? I don't have the... I, I, I'm forgetting the price it went to. It was a massive move higher. The miners went up by about 600%. So <clears throat> this feels like that. This feels like the beginning of that. And uh, uh, so we, we like this group a lot, as you know. Uh, but again, markets today, good smart money hour. Uh, this has kind of been a, a tell of a, a don't short a dull market. As the old saying goes, that's kind of how this market feels. Um, I think a lot of people are still positioned wrong, and uh, they're they're just you know look people are still in shell shock. You know it's one thing after another. You know we we get a we get a decent move higher, and all of a sudden here comes the, the next thing, and that's been the case for a long time. And uh, people are just on uh, you know people are on a, it's like a cat on a hot tin roof, as my as my mom used to say, uh, with this market, and that means a lot of people are not in this market right now. And that's usually when stocks go higher. Uh, anyway, the Dow Jones did finish about the highest of the day, up 153 points today at 34,861. It's up a half percent. Dow uh, SP 100 also up about the same, a little more actually, up half a percent, up 22 points. Uh, Russ 2000 up a tenth of a percent. Nasdaq came back after being down well over 100 points, finishing down just uh, just 22 points today on Nasdaq. As far as uh, kind of our big picture themes here, uh, we, uh, we're still below the 200-day moving average on everything except the S&P 500, which is now, I think, put in two or three days above, uh, a couple days above the 200-day moving average. Same thing is happening. That's the only index, though, that is. Everything else is below. Dow Jones is getting pretty close. Uh, NASDAQ and, and the rest of thousands of work to do uh, to get back. But the uh, semiconductors are now back above the 200-day moving average. Yesterday, I think, was the first day that happened. And they rallied today. Uh, just finishing slightly lower, but still remaining above the 200-day moving average. That's what you want to see. You want to see the semis and tech lead. That is just the signature of every kind of bull market that you really want to be in. If, if, if tech is not leading, honestly, it's a, it's a meandering bull market at best, and typically it's not a bull market. It's a bear market. That's just been the case since we started quantitative easing, and frankly, even a little bit before that. Uh, and uh, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty strong repeating pattern there in and of itself. But of course, the sectors leading now have nothing to do with tech, do they? They are uh, commodity-based, right? Oil, energy stocks, precious metals, miners. And again, they led again today. Uh, we think that's another repeating pattern. Multi-year bull markets here, folks. We're not talking about this. aren't flash in the pans. These are not flat. That's good. As an investor, you know, you really want to be able to say, okay, I can, I can go to sleep tonight and own this group. And I'd have to worry about being shaken out, which is what you have to do with tech sometimes, right? Matter of fact, most of the time, it's so volatile. But, but, but with these kind of value-based, you know, commodity-based companies, you, you, don't, you can buy these and continue to add to positions on weakness 
because these, again, these are multi-year bull markets. Never a guarantee, but that's the way we're positioned here. That's what we're recommending uh, to our folks here and really believe that's going to be the case. All, as far as precious metals and miners, all the stars are aligned. I mean, just all, the, just all of them. There's only one that's not. There's only one that's not, and that's volume. We've just yet to see volume come in to the miners. And uh, everything else is happening. The miners are leading the, the underlying metal, gold, and have been since October. Uh, they really began leading uh, in uh, uh, just over a month ago. I mean, it's almost parabolic, the relative strength outperformance of miners to gold. And that is a major tell. It's a big buy signal for this group. And then you've got golden crosses. You've got just a whole slew of them, a plethora of golden cross buy signals taking place in the last uh, uh, couple days uh, to last month. Uh, again, that's happening in gold, happening in silver, happening in the miners. And we're not just having the, the, the 50 over the 200 day moving average golden cross. Uh, by the way, these are high probability buy signals. These are, I, I wouldn't be talking about it otherwise. It's not just a minor thing. These are, these are high probability buy signals here, golden crosses. Our death crosses, not so much to the downside, the, the inverse of that. But the golden crosses were the 50-day, especially this one, when the 50-day crosses the 200-day moving average, that's a buy signal. There are traders that this is like a primary, they look for these. They, 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 that's what they do. You know, you can make a lot of money you know, finding something you really are good at, trading one thing. And there are a lot of people that just trade golden crosses, maybe a couple other things, um, and they just focus on them, you know. Every day, you can probably find a golden cross happening somewhere. And on most days, you can probably find it happening in 10 different places if you look at individual stocks as well as, as sectors. But again, in this group, uh, golden crosses, not just the 50 cross in 200-day, having the 100-day cross in the 200-day. That just happened in silver this week after they had their own 50 to 200-day golden cross two weeks ago, or excuse me, a, a week and a half ago. And um, again, these are, these, are, these are very reliable buy signals. And then, of course, we've got the, the big one, which is... I say it's the big one because it simply has been. It's been the biggest one uh, for the last almost 20 years. When interest rates are going up, again, nine, straight, nine more rate hikes by the end of this year. I'm sorry. It makes me laugh out loud just thinking about it. Um, inflation is a problem, of course. But going back almost 20 years now, when the Federal Reserve is hiking rates, you want to own this group. You want to own precious metals and miners. Again, it flies in the face, but that's exactly what's happening. Of course, that's happening now. So again, Stars are aligned. They, they just are. And there's never a guarantee. But man, this is about as good as you get. This is about as good as you get. For somebody that's a long-term market watcher like me, you know, I, I don't really like making bold calls and saying, you've got to do this. And, you know, if the fear and greed index is at two, then you're going to hear me say, just back up the truck and buy. It doesn't really matter. Just just close your eyes, get a, get a loan in your home. Pull out some equity from your home and, and sell your vehicles, sell your kids, and go in the market when the fear of green index is at two, okay? I'll make that call. But this is kind of close to that call. This is kind of close to that call. And uh, and I think that's great, too, because, uh, you know, some of the best people i know that I know in life are gold and silver bugs, you know? Uh, I, I think we, uh, maybe we, uh, we long for the days of yore. And, uh, you know, gold and silver are just such a clean investment story. You know, they can't be made, can't be printed. There's only so much of it around, you know, and uh, it's a clean story that's easy to understand. You know, it's not a fiat currency and all the bullshit that comes with money printing and Federal Reserve and central banks and all that. So um, it's, a, it's a, just a, honestly, it's a good story. It's a good vibe story.
uh, when this group is working. And really the same thing applies to oil and gas. Of course, we're Texas, so, you know, we're big oil and gas people here in the state. And, uh, you know, these morons that really are, they're, they're, they're communists, okay, that have, that have tried to push the story of climate change, man-made climate change, which is just complete insanity. And it's, and it's fraud. It's really what it is. It's fraud. Uh, they, all they've done is manipulate the data to try to make it look one way. You know, and, and the, the same people, right? The same people that are behind Rona and coronavirus insanity, they were also the same proponents of man-made climate change, you know? So, um, so it's good to see these groups working, and they are working, by the way. Uh, XLE today, the energy ETF closed just below, a, uh, not, not far away uh, from a 52-week high today. XLE today was up another 2%, and of course, that's the energy ETF. And it's uh, it, another great story. You know, today there was uh, these uh, Houthi rebels in Saudi Arabia attacked, I think, multiple sites, uh, oil, oil and gas site, oil sites in Saudi Arabia. Um, and uh, I don't know much of the story, frankly, there. These are fairly common now. But and again, that, that's another bullish reason to own the group uh, because, you know, you've got global turmoil, you know, and terrorist actions like this attacking you know, one of the largest producers in the world, maybe, maybe, maybe today the largest producer in the world. So um, again, it just it just lends to this. Uh, of course, you got Biden as president that you know is just really wants it. He wants oil prices higher. He just does. That's what he wants. You know, so they can pull off their uh, their uh, their uh, global uh, warming uh, uh, strategies, right? So these are great buy signals. Again, same thing: energy and precious metals. These are long-term bull markets, folks, and you're going to hear us continue to harp on this. Because um, this is when you can make real money in the markets. And you can sleep at night. Like I said, you can you actually sleep at night knowing you own stocks that are undervalued based on the fundamentals. And that's the case with energy and precious metals and miners. Because energy stocks, you know, they're trading at about a 50% discount to where they should be just based on free cash flow multiples. And that, and that doesn't even include where oil's probably going, right? The smartest people I know, that, I mean, by, by that I mean... They know this space. They they they're good at this space, and they're not you know they're not fear mongers. They're not, they're not they're not permit anything, but they know this space. And when they're bullish and they're saying oil's going to one fifty plus, some are saying one seventy two hundred, and that it's going to stay there for an extended period. And you know that these energy stocks are nowhere near even priced to, to uh, perfection today. You know again probably at a fifty percent discount to where they should. You can buy this group. Buy your favorite names, buy an ETF, or like we do, buy a leveraged ETF. Again, this is the sweet spot. And you want you want as much juice as you can get when you're in the sweet spot of a bull market move higher, which is why we use leveraged ETFs. You gotta be careful with them, obviously, because if you're on the wrong side, then you get crushed, you know, and they're not meant to be long-term holding vehicles. So we use them as trading vehicles in most cases. But I also tell you it's, it's gonna be tempting this time around. You know, we booked 94% gains in the ERX, which is the, the two-time leverage ETF for, for, uh, for XLE. I think 94, in, in just in six months, we've been two trades, okay? And so these add up, right? And so then you wait for a pullback, you do it again, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. But I think we're going to be tempted to hold this one because it feels like there's, a, there's a, a, a significant move higher dead ahead. And the exact same story is in place for mining stocks. The exact same story is in place. Mining stocks have never been cheaper. They've just never been cheaper. Uh, based on really some of the same uh, cash flow, uh, uh, the price earnings multiples, they have no debt anymore. They're, they've restructured their companies. They're lean, mean, fighting machines, and uh, they also are trading at significant discounts 
probably about the same level, probably in the 40-50% range to where they should be. Um, and, and again, these groups just, just have not really done anything. You look at the relative strength, that's where, this is what gets your attention. You look at the relative strength charts of, of both energy stocks and miners to the, to the S&P 500 and over time, go back 10, 15 years. And you see how destroyed this group, really about 10 years, because there, there was a good bull market before that. You see how destroyed this group has been. Uh, what is going on with this volume line? This group has been destroyed. These groups have been destroyed. They've done really nothing. And so they're so cheap on a relative strength basis. Uh, they're under-owned. Now, people are coming back into energy, but they still don't own it aggressively. For the miners, they barely own this group at all. So it, it is a great setup. Uh, especially when you know the group and love the group, the groups like we do anyway. Okay, so um, what else today? Yeah, Larry Fink, Larry Fink at BlackRock is talking about the end of globalization. What he's really saying with that is that the dollar is running the risk, and this is another great setup for 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 commodity-based stocks, energy, precious metals, and miners. What he's really saying is. The days of the dollar being the world's reserve currency may be coming to an end. Now, I believe that when I see it. But if you've seen the news, what, look, at what, look at what Russia's doing. They're now going to get paid in rubles. <laughs> they're demanding it from Europe for their gas payments. And they're going to get it if that's what they want. Or they'll get paid in gold or whatever they choose to or Bitcoin. You know, they're talking about all these things. And, and they'll have to because Europe has no options. And so that's why this is so, so crazy. And folks, these Russian companies and these oligarchs, they're printing money. They're making money hand over fist. 70 to 80% of the largest Russian companies, the ones that make up the MOAX and uh, like the RSX, the Russian ETF that trades here, which is halted now. But 70 to 80% of the companies in these indexes are tied to commodities. Look, what do you think's working? This is what's working. And it's going to keep working. And so, and the prices are only going up higher because of Biden's strategy too. <laughs> I mean, it's a wag the dog all the way. You know, they can talk about all the, the downside risk to Russian companies. Let's see, let me, let me think of this. So, <clears throat> if you live in Russia, you no longer have McDonald's. Oh my God, no McDonald's. The food tribes are pretty good, by the way. But you don't have McDonald's. You don't have Facebook. You don't have Instagram. You don't have Pornhub, right? This scummy Canadian company. Russia doesn't have any, and, and all of these World Economic Forum uh, Fortune 500 companies, okay, that have, that have stopped doing business in Russia, Russia no longer has to compete with those companies. Russian companies are now going to be making all that money themselves. See where I'm going with this? I believe if you're Vladimir Putin, and if you're these oligarchs, you are just salivating for what's happening right before your eyes. This story is not being told, folks. It's just not being told, and uh, that's why we we are very excited uh, to begin to begin be able to buy these Russian companies and start trading again. We've got a list of uh, about four of them that we like, and four to five that we like is our is our favorites. And uh, again, they're just they're still halted trading. But now's the time to do your homework, and you know it's, it's blood in the streets, right? This is this is this is the very definition of blood in the streets of when you want to be buying buying stocks. And just forget about them, you know? Buy them and literally forget about them. Don't even look at them for a couple years. And just you'll be glad you didn't. You're glad you didn't sell too early uh, by, by using that strategy. Um, okay, let's talk about the internals today. Again, the internals have just been better. 
they continue to be better. And that's been that's been supportive of this being instead of instead of this being a bear market rally of it being over. You know, again, we never had a bear market in the SP 500, Dow Jones. We only had it in NASDAQ. But again, the story there really is not the 22% bear market we had, okay? And now it's making a recovery move. But the story is that the NASDAQ brutality had been going on for 14, 15 months. You know, these stocks started getting destroyed, you know, the Kathy Woods names and all these tech, uh, but not, not, not the big companies, the mega cap held up, right? But everything else was getting destroyed beginning, you know, last January. So, you know, this is like, the bear market was like capitulation. So, you know, we, we've lightened up in this group and, you know, you always hate to do that when you have a rally and you're like, well, now, I don't, now I don't want to chase and, you know, so we're going to be, we're going to, we've still got great exposure to the markets, of course. We're still fully invested. We're just not aggressively invested. Uh, again, when you use leverage ETFs, you got to be a little careful there. Uh, but safe than sorry is kind of the, the game plan. But the internals have been, have been signaling that the worst is over. And they have been for some time, certainly all of this year. And they happened again today. Uh, again, we had a great comeback today, but we had positives. Uh, yesterday's numbers were fantastic. Yesterday's uh, volume was four to one positive for NASDAQ. Uh, three to one positive for NYSE, and then two to one positive both for advanced decline and volume. Uh, excuse me, advanced decline for both NYSE and Nasdaq. Today, not as good, but still the market was kind of ugly early on, you know, until the last hour. So NYSE finished with positive advanced decline. Nasdaq only negative by about eight hundred issues. Volume positive by what is that? Over a billion shares, uh, a billion dollars worth of trading positive for uh, NYSE, and uh, Nasdaq came back. And just finished slightly lower on volume. So again, better, better, better readings, better numbers, and uh, that's what you want to see. Uh, in our uh, sector watch today, we had uh, nine sectors finished higher, two finished lower. Good, good day there. Energy uh, again led the way, up two point three percent. Utilities up one point five percent. Interesting with uh, this big movement in the ten year. But again, the the rate story is very interesting because you have so many inversions. That are either that either happened or very close to happening. I saw today that the five and the thirty year, the five year and the thirty year hadn't inverted. I think it was since nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety six, a long time, and um, it almost inverted today. I mean, it was just like with like a basis point away, a base point halfway from inverting, and so those are the kind of things you see and you go, okay, that's all. That sounds like recessionary, you know. That sounds recessionary. But again, you've got the Fed controlling the short end. And again, they're trying to get a handle on inflation. So it's hard to say, it's, you know, uh, like the Ed Hyman at, at Evercore, the great economists there, they just don't see it at recession in the cards. They don't see it. And we're really not seeing any of those signs. So this is about, it's about it really, inflation's a great story. You know, again, we've covered it all week. It's, it's a great time to, to make money if you have some money. Uh, your real estate prices are going up, et cetera. Um, what else today? Uh, to the downside, really nothing. Fractional losses today in technology and consumer discretionary. Everything was up today. Uh, and our commodity watch today, uh, uh, again, kind of a quiet day, but as I talked about earlier, you're seeing all the signs that this group wants to go higher. Gold today finishing down $7 an ounce at 1955. Silver down 29 cents at 25.63. The charts look very good on both of these. Matter of fact, it looked fantastic. Um, copper today also down 4 cents a pound at 470 a pound. Uh, oil today uh, up 45 cents a barrel at 112.83. But again, the story there is energy stocks. That's really the story. They're just cheap. Even if oil goes down, these stocks are cheap. Finally, on the day, Bitcoin, which has been trading much better 
Still about, what is it, about $5,000 below its 200-day moving average for Bitcoin, putting a nice rally up, up 569 today at 44463 All right, folks, again, always appreciate you to listen. Hope you had a great day and an even better weekend. And we'll see you back here again Monday after the close.